you know, I was thinking the other day, like, I like my voice. Mm-hmm. I, I think I got a good voice, but for podcasts, oh, thank you. For for podcasting, I feel like it's a little too like low key, like I, I th- like low energy. Yeah, I feel like bringing energy to my voice mm-hmm. is tough. And I was thinking, like, I, I bet if I did the whole episode in like a Mickey Mouse voice, oh man, it would actually be infinite. But I don't think I, I don't think I can do a Mickey Mouse. Can you? Oh, isn't he? He's pretty high, isn't he? He, he is. Yeah. Hi, Mickey Mouse. You know. That's yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. <laughs> see, I can't. I can't get into the the right register. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If and I then know. I was trying to think of how he would say hi, but then I just thought of well, hi, that little, that little cat. <laughs> cat. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Donald. I don't know. No. No, yeah, I can't I, do it. Yeah. I wonder if I could do Goofy. Oh, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> that's go. okay. I don't know if that's going to bring energy to your voice. No, but. absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> nope. Of course, now Gilly wants now in. Now our dog wants in. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome, everyone to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. This is the podcast in which a married couple do the minimal amount of research on something they find interesting in a vain attempt to keep their marriage on the rails. It's a joke, Mom. We're, we're fine. fine. We are fine. <laughs> no, we didn't have dinner together, but that, that doesn't, doesn't mean, matter. That means nothing. <laughs> We're busy, independent, <laughs> loving people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who respect each other's just alone time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't slept in the office for weeks now, maybe a month. I slept in the office for a few days because I thought I might have COVID, so I self-quarantined, but... Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, honey? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. good. I'm, uh, belly's full and... Mm. I'm chilling. Very chillin'. nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, earlier, uh, after we ate dinner, I came into the bedroom mm-hmm. and you were just snug as a bug in a rug, chilling, watching. You interrupted my Kardashian Yes, time. I did. <laughs> How dare I? I said, you know, we got to record tonight. And you're like, oh. Which I'm like, oh, that's awesome energy. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring that to their cord. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It, it wasn't because I'm always excited to like record with you oh, yeah i know I'm the, the point sure. of like when you don't realize that you have another thing to do before yep. you get to just completely forget about the right. world and just like zone in on tv that's where my disappointment came yeah. from <laughs> was oh yeah i forgot i have a responsibility still before i can really sink down deep into our bed yeah but you know i'm here It'll and it's gonna be fun even comfier exactly yep, when we're done yeah <laughs> I hate that you make me do this. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love this. Oh, uh, how are you? Good, good. It's just the past like week. You know, th- I mean, we talked about last week how work's been busy and work's still been a little busy, but mm-hmm. we've also just like we're we're moving our banks, like we're changing banks for tax reasons. Which is such a process. Yeah, we're following up on tax stuff. Mm-hmm. The boring uh, adult. Yeah. Crap. And then we uh I had to like switch up our internet today, so mm-hmm. I had to go and get a new modem, which is a fancy, fanciest modem. It's yeah, nice. It's, it's nice looking. Yeah, it's aesthetically more appealing than our. It's big pretty. Black it's monolith. white. Yeah, it's yeah, got like some that. design on the front. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's been like a ton of just uh, like adult work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's not big the old most boring fun. adult yeah. work. Yeah, but that's all right. At least needs it, to be done. Yeah, feel productive. Mm-hmm. Um. Well. What we've been into this week. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So 
I realized this week that I've been giving uh, quite a bit of money to the McElroy family. Really? Yes. So the McElroy brothers, uh, they host quite a few podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, 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 the original, I'm guessing probably still the most uh, well-known, mm-hmm. most popular is My Brother, My Brother and Me. It's an advice podcast that these uh, three brothers host. And they've been doing it for 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. Super charismatic, really funny guys. It's just, it's just basically them kind of getting together, uh, usually via Zoom or Skype or whatever, and talking, you know, just talking shit. Uh, uh, kind of some stuff they use to propel the conversation is they have their fans write in questions, mm-hmm. um, but also, which I believe this is kind of how they started, is uh, Griffin, the younger brother, will pull questions from Yahoo Answers, mm-hmm. and they're a lot of really dumb questions. Um, some are good, but some are like just really silly. And so it launches them into comedic bits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's one that I've been listening to probably the longest out of all my podcasts. And that it's, sounds right. Uh, it's just really enjoyable. They're just sweet, sweet boys. You know, they've all got kids now. And uh, like I said, they host multiple podcasts, um, like, uh, Justin is the oldest brother and he hosts a podcast called Sawbones with his wife. She's a uh, uh, doctor. I believe she does like kind of family practice stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Travis is the middle brother. He hosts another podcast with his wife called Schmanners where they talk about uh, the history of like etiquette and manners, Mm -hmm. where it comes from, stuff like that. And then Griffin has one with his wife, Rachel, I believe, Um, called Wonderful. And it's just them talking about stuff they're into, which is kind of kind of what we do. Kind of similar to ours, but you know, they've got thousands of listeners. But you know, <laughs> that's fine. We're getting there. Maybe uh, eventually. Yeah, someday. Uh, so they're just they're really sweet. They're really fun. Their dad Clint um, is on a podcast with them called The Adventure Zone, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's a uh, a D and D play live play uh, something podcast. It's just them okay. playing D and D, and that one's been a ton of fun. But uh, about a week or so ago, I bought uh, their book, which, of course, I don't have in the office. Uh, oh, because you gave it to me to read. Yeah, yeah. It's called... Everybody Has a Podcast But You? Yes. Everybody, yeah. Or something like that? Something like that. And uh, it's, I mean, yeah, they've been doing this for 10 years, so it's just them giving advice on how to start up your podcast. Mm-hmm. And granted, we've been doing this for a few months now, but right. still, we we don't know what we're doing. You know, no. we're having a good time doing it. But I feel like with any job, you're just kind of making shit up as you go. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when, yeah, you don't have a boss or whatever. So yeah. we're just kind of doing the damn thing. Uh, but that book has been uh, a ton of fun. You know, there's some stuff that applies to us, some stuff that doesn't really, I mean, not yet. Like right. at the end, it gets into uh, monetization. Oh. And I, if we wanted to, we could try and monetize, but that would be like a, a GoFundMe or something like that. And we, nah, not yet. I mean, unless like an advertising company wants to, you know, once we have thousands of listeners bring us money that, I mean, of course that'd be incredible, right, but right. we're not going to be, I'm not going to sit on a, set up a Patreon account for like our, you know, 15 listeners. We love and appreciate you guys so much. Right. Last thing we want to do is be like, and also you can give us $2 a month. It's like, <laughs> no, no, let's just, let's all have fun with this. And let's, it's like a new relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like we're still feeling this out. We don't want to make it too serious on you guys yet. Yeah, we're still trying to impress each other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We don't want to like poop in each other's, you know, toilet. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> uh, so I, I've been reading. I just finished that book. 
excellent. If you're thinking about starting up a podcast, highly recommend it because they've got a their their voice, their comedic voice stuff that comes through in the text. Mm-hmm. Very light, easy, fun read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went through that real quick. Oh yeah, uh, I I kind of I was reading ten pages a day, mm-hmm. um, but recently I kicked it up to twenty because it's such an easy read. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, finished it. Uh, but also, uh, so I mentioned the uh, podcast, The Adventure Zone. Mm-hmm. Yes. They actually published uh, comic books based on uh, the first like three arcs. Uh, they might be working on the fourth now of that podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read the first one and it's really fantastic. It's uh, I mean, of course, that podcast is a lot of improvisation. Right. Because it's that's that's d d It's mm-hmm. in the moment. Um, but the cool thing is, is they still make it feel really organic in the text. I believe okay. that Clint McElroy and somebody else wrote, actually wrote the comic book, but you could tell they pulled a lot of fan favorite moments from like the specific campaign mm-hmm. that the comic is covering. So they'll, you know, they'll throw new stuff in there, but, uh, oh yeah. Uh, oh, I can't remember any of the uh, characters names, but the wizard character, uh, in an episode, he says, uh, instead of saying Alakazam, he says, Alaka, fuck you. <laughs> and they wrote that in the comic. And yeah, you could like, I was like, I remember that part. It's yeah. really cool. Like to, they've, they've got enough in there that you're like, oh yeah, I remember this. But then also mm-hmm. the, the new uh, dialogue between the characters has been a really good time. If you're looking to get into D and D podcasts, uh, that's good probably the start. best place to start yeah, yeah they finished the first run a while ago mm-hmm. and it's incredible mm-hmm. um and then they did a couple of smaller runs uh they're in the middle of a run right now that i to be honest i haven't really been listening to mm-hmm. but the first one is i mean it's it's art it's it's phenomenal um so yeah that's really cool oh yeah i've been getting into those and yeah i mean they i buy their stuff for a reason they they make really great art and uh, you could tell they they put everything uh, into what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's fantastic. Highly recommend it. That's awesome. Any of their media, whatever. I think there might be even be a Sawbones book out there. Hmm. I think Justin and uh, his wife, Sydney, published a Sawbones book. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so, really cool. Yeah. What about you? Um, I, Gosh, it's funny because I always try and think about like, what have I been doing this last week? Because it just, it's always a blur. Um. Oh, I did finish the second season of The Sinner. And I know mm. we had talked about earlier that we thought it was the Jessica Biel, like The Sinner was the same show. Yeah. And it was. I just had, like, I don't know. I think that the season that it showed me up on the TV was just off. Because then when I finished it, it started with season three. Mm. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I, I, I didn't realize that there were three seasons out. Like I thought the one that I was watching was like the most recent one, but it wasn't. Okay. So yes, it was Jessica Biel's season. And then the one that I just watched. Saw something about a little kid in there. Yeah. Yeah. Season and, two. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is the weird guy that wants yes. to die. Mm-hmm. I run. All very good seasons, by the way. Thanks. It's a, it's a really, really cool show. Um, and I love that they have the same detective in it every time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember his name. He was in Independence Day. Oh, yep. I'm always going to call him the president. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I believe that one's Pullman. Something Pullman? I always get Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton confused because, mm. you know, I'm a warm-blooded human being. Right. I, I think everybody gets them a little confused, but I'm pretty sure Paxton passed away, uh, and that is Bill Pullman. Okay. Pretty, I will trust sure. you. Trust you on that because yep. I have no idea. Right in. Uh, <laughs> right in and let us know. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's really, really cool. And the the... 
most recent one, like you said, it was the second season. So I went a little bit backwards, but, um, um, was about, yeah, a, a little boy who ended up murdering, uh, two people that he was with and they kind of started the season showing like, Oh, we're on a a road trip to see Notre Dame. I think is where it was. And Notre Dame, the university or like Notre Dame. No. Oh, sorry. Notre. Um, no. What am I thinking? The big ass waterfall or the big ass. mm. Are you thinking of a, 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 Oh my God. (laughs) The, uh, the New York Canada border. Uh, yeah. What is that? Oh my God. What is happening to us? We need to change the title of our podcast oy, oy, oy. <laughs> to like help us remember shit. Oh my god! Uh, this is ridiculous. Water. Keep going. Keep going. I don't remember what it's called. Um, but anyways, so yeah, he uh, ends up murdering this couple, and you don't really understand why. And then it kind of dives into his past and where he grew up and who this couple actually was for him. Um, Niagara Falls. Jeez. Oh my God. Embarrassing. <laughs> no trend. <laughs> They're going to that beautiful waterfall. I knew it started with how, an N how though. How do you pronounce it? No- Notre Dame? <laughs> the fighting Irish. Niagara Falls. <laughs> it did start with an N. Yeah, you, gotta yeah, that. you got that. You got that. Oh God. <laughs> um, it, yeah. So it's, uh, but basically he, he grew up kind of in somewhat of a cult type situation, mm. uh, which was very fascinating. Mm-hmm. And then just like little things kept coming up and it just mm-hmm. kind of like made a big old snowball effect as to what happens in that town with this cult and, uh, really shady stuff going on. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to give it too much away, but right. Um, you should watch it because it's, cool. it's really cool. Yeah, it's cool that in each season they seem to tackle different topics. Yeah, like the first one, I, I again, all of these I've caught just little blips of when you've been watching it. Like, it wasn't Jessica Biel like a survivor of abuse or something? Her, I think yes, because I think it hers season started out with she I like think she like murders or something. Yeah, it showed that she they assumed that she murdered her husband, and she mm-hmm. doesn't remember any of it. But there was witnesses saying that she did this, and so they were trying to uncover, yeah, how this happened, and yeah. and yeah, I think it was yeah, like years of abuse. I guess they all kind of start with a murder, yeah, more or less. That's that's murder a, mystery. That's how you get Bill Pil- Bill Pullman to show up. Yeah, got to kill somebody. Yeah, really, really good show. Nice. Yeah, so that was really cool. But uh, yeah, I don't, eh, nothing more to talk about it. I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, well. Uh, so let's get into our main topic. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Yeah, I can go first. So it's funny. I was thinking uh, when I was thinking of what to do last week, I've been kind of thinking about doing this and I thought, oh, this is this is kind of kind of a, a adventurous of me. It's kind of like maybe, oh, am I biting off more than I can chew? I watched one season of TV in a week. And I was like, God, am I going to be able to get this? Like that's, <laughs> that's how little, like I, I'm not, I'm not that guy that binges shows. Mm. So like, this seemed like a lot for you. It did. Oh yeah. I had to watch eight episodes. Oh, I could get whole, that done I know in like a can. day. I know you can. I can't. <laughs> I, I struggled. Well, how, how long are the episodes? Are they like an hour long? Uh, 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. 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 You could crush I, that. Yeah. Easily. Yep. I but. can't. I get, I think, uh, I think I've got ADD. I know I had it when I was a kid. And I just, I get too antsy. I got to do something different. Mm-hmm. So like watching two episodes in a night, I'm just like, all right, Garrett, come on, come on, <laughs> get tough. Cowboy. What, what did you watch? I mean, uh, right. So I watched the FX show Legion. You Never seen of? it. Okay. Have you heard of it? 
Mm, maybe. Came out in, uh, I want to say 2017. Okay. Uh, you know what? Ooh, bring up the Yeah, IMDb I'm going to pull stuff. up the stuff. Um, Minimal research. Minimal research. Should have had the computer open earlier. <laughs> but I fucking did it. So yeah, uh, Legion is an American television series uh, created for FX by Noah Hawley based on the Marvel Comics character David Haller slash Legion. Uh, it's produced hmm. by FX. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, geez. I believe it was released in 2017. Yeah, uh, the eight-episode first season of Legion aired from February to March 2017. In an 11-episode second season, yada, yada. So I watched the whole first season. Uh, and let me get the cast real quick because it's got a, a really uh, phenomenal cast. Um, excuse me while I adjust my mic. Uh, so Dan Stevens plays David Holler, a.k.a. A. Legion. Dan okay. Stevens, I believe he got really popular because he was in uh, uh, Downton Abbey. Hmm. Never watched that show. No, either. I was I was I wanted to say like Bridgerton Alley or something <laughs> like that. Uh, I didn't watch Bridgerton either, but um, he he's been in some really good stuff. Uh, he was in a Netflix mo- Netflix movie about it was kind of like. Uh, there we go. My God, if we cut out like me trying to remember shit in this well, podcast, it'd both. be five minutes long. Seriously, yeah, I know. Um, anyways, he was in this show about a guy who goes to like a a cult living on a remote island to try and find his sister, and uh, that one was super cool. He, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he's he's really great. Uh, He's pre- I mean, some of some of his deliveries in the show I weren't I wasn't totally in love with, but uh-huh. he's he's a absolutely a talented actor. Um, Rachel Keller uh, stars as Sydney, uh, the love interest. Okay. I don't believe I'd really seen her in much other stuff. Yeah, the name doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, but she's she's great. Aubrey Plaza plays Lenny, and she is, I think she's the highlight of the show. Honestly. Yeah. She yeah I mean, parks and rec she's kind of a muted personality at least the stuff that i've seen this one like she has a major range wow she's just she's she's crazy it's uh fantastic and i wanted to shout out uh let's see where is she oh um katie asselton as amy haller uh that's uh the brother of legion uh and she was the female lead in the league on fx oh yep yeah. okay i know yeah. her <laughs> yeah i was excited to see her i'm like oh hell yeah yeah i love her she's great uh so this show is about david and he uh, is a mentally unwell man you know like kind of early 30s late okay. 20s and the first couple episodes are kind of uh is david Sorry, Ace Somebody, is growling in his sleep oh. over here. He never does that. That's weird. <laughs> A gentle giant is getting. Yeah. Um, but uh, he. <laughs> I just want to watch her dog sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so he he has a mental condition, and we just kind of get glimpses of him. He's schizophrenic. Okay. Um, but then as the show goes on, you come to find out that he's a mutant. This is an X Men show. Okay. And uh, so he's broken out of this uh, facility um, by some some uh, fellow mutants. Mm-hmm. And they're basically trying to help him access his powers and use his powers. Okay. 
uh, because he's an incredibly powerful mutant that's like the leader of this organization that he's joined. That's her theory. Come to find out she's absolutely true and he's an incredibly powerful mutant. Hmm. And her theory at first is, you know, every time that somebody said that you're wrong, like that you're, you have an illness, that you have schizophrenia, they're wrong. That's your mutant ability. Turns out, which I liked in the first episode or two, like you didn't really know, like mm-hmm. he, uh, David is an unreliable narrator because he kind of forgets stuff or, or hides away from stuff or it's too traumatic. So his brain doesn't really allow him to process it. Okay. Um, but after about the second episode, it's just kind of a given. Like, no, he's a mutant. Okay. Which is fine. Um, I thought the first two episodes were really fantastic. Uh, it started to drag a little bit with me, like uh, around episode three and four. Episode five is incredible. Really? And uh, it really carries through strong through the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and it's got, uh, is it Jermaine? Yes. Jermaine Clement. He plays the crab in... Moana, we're, we're parents oh, of the a really young child. Oh, the really tall guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, my grandma. I ate my grandma. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, he's he's in it a little bit, more so towards the end of the season. And he's, okay. I mean, he's he's just as charismatic and funny and fantastic as he is in everything. He's uh, awesome. Um, but uh, I don't want to give away too much of the show because it only ended like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I think this is a show that's absolutely worth checking out. Um, it's... Good. It's a great story. I think really great actors. You know, I don't have the best like keen sense for actors, but I felt like everybody gave a pretty, pretty realistic, well thought out performance. How did he use his powers? So, and we'll get into this even more in okay. a little bit. I got a little game for us to play. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he is telepathic. Okay. But then you also find out he's telekinetic. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so he just uses his brain to do shit and uh, it turns out again, he's incredibly powerful. Okay. That comes up, uh, later in the season. Like you see, so you said this is Marvel or this is, uh, it is Marvel, but this is when Fox still owned the license to the X-Men and X-Men characters. Okay. That's why it was on FX. Got it. Uh, and yeah, really great show. Uh, you would love the, uh, costumes. The costumes and the art design is incredible. It's a very 1960s oh, vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really nail down, I don't think, what year they're living in. Mm, interesting. I, yeah, I, it might might be 70s or something. I, I remember they make an allusion to uh, Jermaine Clement's character building uh, the facility that all these mutants are staying in in the, excuse me, in the 40s. Okay. But I don't know if that puts the show in the 70s or not. I don't know. Um, but it's very 1960s. Um, even uh, I, I looked at the Wikipedia article and that was the, uh, creator's intent. Okay. Yeah. I, it's beautiful. Very it's cool. constantly fun to look at. Um, there's some fun kind of musical dancing numbers that are very surreal. Interesting. Yeah. Outside of reality kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I could go into more detail, but honestly, I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to spoil the show. I it's a it is a high recommend for me, and I'm looking forward hmm. to digging into the second season. Very cool. Okay. Second season will probably take me six months to get through because that's how slow I am with shows. But <laughs> yeah, it's, that's all right. Yeah, uh, highly, highly, highly recommend, especially if you're a big fan of Aubrey Plaza. Like I mm-hmm. said, she gets she gets to dig into it. But I wanted to talk more about Legion, and I wanted to talk about uh, him as a Marvel 
character. Okay. So Legion is actually the son of Charles Xavier. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I got some uh, information a little bit from Marvel.com, but honestly, they didn't have a ton. Um, more so, I got it from my favorite website in the world, Fandom.com. Of course. They, they've got an in- extensive um, list of Marvel characters. But uh, uh, apparently, Legion first came on the scene in uh, New Mutants number 25. And that was released in 1983. Uh, So what happened was uh, (laughs) Charles Xavier had a, I don't know if it was an affair or just grown up sex. Um, (laughs) Let's see what uh, Fandom has to say. Uh, so David Haller is the son of Professor Charles Xavier and Gabrielle Haller. Haller, I keep saying it different, whatever. Um, H-A-L-L-E-R. Haller? Yeah, I'd say Haller. I'm sure they said it in the show. I just don't remember. Um, uh, so uh, Charles Xavier and Gabrielle Haller. God damn it, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Who later became the Israeli ambassador to the United Kingdom. Charles and Gabrielle Hey, <laughs> should just change it every time <laughs> every now. Time, yeah. Uh, so they had an affair in Israel nearly two decades ago, and Charles was unaware when he left Israel. Now I'm going to do it to Israel. Uh, <laughs> that uh, Haler was pregnant with his son. Haller concealed <laughs> the fact that Charles <laughs> was the father of her son. David and Charles himself only learned that he was David's father sometime after founding the New Mutants. David was born a mutant with potential for superhuman superhuman powers. Hmm. Uh, so, Legion is really interesting. Um, what is the name Legion? Does that conjure up anything for you? Excuse me. Um, not really. Okay. Uh, so Legion is a, a biblical reference. Um, That's probably why I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been like an angel or uh, some. The idea of a uh, uh, like I am Legion and. I am thousands. I am legion, or something like that. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, mine and a quote from Legion: uh, "My name is Legion, for we are many." So, mm-hmm. Legion, uh, as he's a young boy, he's just kind of this little sensitive guy. Uh, there's an assassination attempt on his mother, and his stepdad gets killed. Mm. Who I I imagine he thinks is his real, real father dad, at the time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the trauma creates like it kind of initiates his mutant ability. Okay. Which usually is, happens via puberty, but I guess a major traumatic event, I'm that's it makes sense. Do I you think I mean that's kind of similar to like Wanda. Uh possibly. But I mean Wanda had her abilities, they were just kind of dormant like this, but I mean they were unleashed via the stone, not via trauma. Well, it kind of like uh, remember it yeah. kind of clipped away after she was it looked like she was about to do something you to the bomb. You know what? That's a good point. Maybe that maybe she just truly had no abilities and then when that bomb landed like it, it, it triggered a survival yeah. mechanism in her that brought out her mutant abilities. Just a theory. I don't know. I love it. We'll see. You dig deeper than I ever do, huh? <laughs> That's great. Uh so he uh he incinerates these assassins minds, mm. but he absorbs the consciousness of one of the assassins. Oh, wow. Might've been a few, but one of the assassins actually sticks around. Okay. So that actually become le- becomes Legion's things is he absorbs psyches. Interesting. Like not doesn't appear to be purposefully, but that's, that's kind of his, uh, 
multiple personality disorder. His um, does he ever let them go? I don't know if he has. I don't think he has control over it. Oh, I'm definitely not an expert on Legion. I haven't really read anything, but now that I I Marvel does a good job of like setting up. Here's the comics you should read to know more about Legion. I'm definitely gonna read them because uh, he's interesting. Um, so that's kind of his thing. He appears to like accidentally or purposefully absorb people's powers, uh, their psyches, their, their consciousness. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's really interesting, but I want to play a game with you. I'm excited. And the game is called, hold on a second. Is that interesting? (laughs) So we are going to go through Legion's psyches. Okay. And, uh, I want to read this quick quote from Dr. Nemesis, Mm -hmm. MD. Uh, I'll simplify. Legion is an omega-level mutant who, when whole, can bend time to his will. Causing a spontaneous mutation is most likely well within his capabilities, whether he's conscious of it or not. Hmm. So I don't know the specific designations. Um, This says that Legion uh, is an omega-level mutant and was also stated to be an alpha-level mutant uh, with the ability to create spontaneous mutations with varying attributes. Hmm. So omega-level, I believe, is like the most powerful. So alpha is the beginning, omega is the end. So I think omega is like maybe alpha. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, But let's get to the game. So I'm going to start reading his psyches. Mind you, there's a lot. Oh, boy. So okay. So don't feel the need to hear about everyone. But you tell me if one sounds interesting to you, and I'll read you. I'll tell you about it. Okay. I'll read you about it because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jamail Karami, Jack Wayne, Cindy, The Legion. So, so, hold on. Oh, uh, you want me Cindy? to inter- interrupt? Yes. If you find one, if you think one might be interesting. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do Cindy. Cindy. A temperamental, rebellious girl with pyrokinesis. She had a crush on Cypher. Who is Cypher? I don't know. (laughs) And I don't want to click on the link because it'll take me away and I'll never get back. Uh, The Legion. Sally. Sally. She is an obese, lonely woman with Hulk-like super strength and increased muscle mass. Oh. That's sad and cool. (laughs) Personality 115. Personality 181. Johnny Gamora. Johnny Gamora. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, also known as personality 186. He able to transmute objects and enemies into salt. Wow. Sodom and Gamora. That makes sense. Another biblical reference. <laughs> Very biblical, this guy. Uh, time sink. Personality 302. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Little is known about the, this persona, but Legion used his persona's rapid punching powers while battling time sink. Later in London, Rogue borrowed this power to subdue Magneto. Oh. Yeah, apparently uh, Legion and, and uh, Rogue have had some kind of interactions because Rogue can absorb people's power, so it makes sense that her and Legion would have some. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get together every once in a while. Uh, sticks. Hold, per- hold on. Sticks. Okay. Just that, That's just. You know what personality this is? A rock and roll. Holy shit, you're right. Personality 666. <laughs> Playing the guitar. <laughs> Uh, Stick's power is to use a touch of death to absorb the spirits of his victims. After absorbing a spirit, Stick's can continue to control the victim's body. Oh. He was the ringleader of the sub-personalities to escape from Legion's consciousness after the Age of X. 
After parting ways, Styx set his headquarters in the catacombs beneath Paris. To lure Legion to him, Styx kidnapped Professor X, but left to Lily, his calling card, in coordinates to locate him. So dramatic, Styx. Yeah, what an interesting thing to leave behind. A lily. A lily. Lily from Styx. We got personality 749, personality 762, personality 898. Are these just like, they, they couldn't think of any more names, so they just started numbering them? Personality 933. <laughs> oh, uh, Delphic. Delphic? Delphi? Delphic. Let's go with that one. Okay. Person, all, AKA personality 1012. She is a blue-skinned, seemingly omniscient seer willing to answer three questions to supplicants. She also gives off whatever she also gives off what appears to be electric discharges. See a so doctor she's a genie? There, right? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah. What are supp- supplicants? Supplicants, just? yeah. Uh worshippers, I guess. People mm. that are like her, you know, they bow to her. Uh, that's that's as good as I got for supplicants. Uh we got absence. Bleeding image. Yeah. Uh, personality unknown. We don't have a number oh. for this. Oh. For this badass. A living voodoo doll. Mm-hmm. He blew himself up with a bomb and nearly killed Rogue in the process. One, oh boy, there's a lot of sparing, spelling errors, whatever, it's a lot. One, the sub-personalities to escape from Legion's consciousness after the Age of X. Okay, so bloody, bleeding image escaped with sticks. Okay. During Age of X. We all know this. We get this. How does Legion... Uh, handle all these different personalities not well it appears i think he's a pretty tortured individual i was gonna say human being but he's not a human being he's mutant yeah that that's a lot to handle yes yes it is gestalt chain yes chain sorry is there a lot should i wait i said there's a lot (laughs) i told you there's a lot how many are you thinking like hundreds because this could be a long game yeah yeah, we're going to have to... Oh, good Lord. Yeah, we're going to have to cruise. All right. All right, so let's do... Uh, which one were we doing? Just n- keep going with the names. I'll just... I'll be... I didn't honestly didn't think how many. All right, no, let's do chain real quick. You said chain. All let's right, do chain. All right, all right. He is a human virus, turning anyone he touches into a copy of himself with a new weapon. <laughs> the only way to stop him and revert his victims is to capture the one A iteration. I'm assuming that means the first one? Mm-hmm. Uh, he is one the sub-personalities to escape from Legion's consciousness after the Age of X. That's copy and paste. He found taking over London with Suzanne in Sunshine, but was what? stopped by the... You heard me. <laughs> no. A few, a few uh, missing words there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fiend slash Charles Xavier. Chronodon. No, you, got, you better okay. keep going. All right. There's hundreds of... All right. I'm going to go back later and read about Chronodon. I mean, if you want to learn, go for it. No, no, no. We got we to gotta keep going. We don't have all day. The Weaver. The Clown. Compass Rose. Compass Rose. Yeah. Uh, Compass Rose can locate any person and teleport to them. Huh. Rogue used this power to find Rachel Gray and the others. That's all fine. right. Yeah, that's a good one. Drexel. Endgame. Ooh. Finn. Wait, hold on. Findle the Finder. I thought Findle it, the Finder. Yeah, he can find anyone across the galaxy. David used this power to find the dire wraiths he used to distract the X-Men. <laughs> of course. How it's going to distract the X-Men. 
but with dire raids. Diarrhea raid. Hugh Davidson, Hunter. Hypnoblock, I think, or Bloke. Joe Fury, Kerbax the Cracklar. Cracklar <laughs> is spelled K-R-A-K-L-A-R. Let's do that one. Okay, let's hear about Kerbax. A demonic creature with the ability of flight and electricity generation. After Legion lost control of his powers, Kerbax, 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 briefly took control over his body and flew from the Indian Himalayas to China until another subpersonality took over. Kerbax just likes to fly around. Oh boy, this is a fun one. Sinai Nadezhda Panov. Oh, interesting. Apparently, she's a Moscow Harris. 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 Dear God, Garrett. (laughs) Kazek the Conduit. Lord Trauma. Such edgelords. Wow. Yeah. Papa Roach. I'm kidding. I was like, uh... (laughs) Marcy Saboy. Max Kelvin. Moira slash X. Oh, that one, of course. Yeah, Moira is an actual... Moira McTaggart is a character. Um, I wonder. Uh, created to protect the Legion's mind from Dr. Nemesis's Nemesis meddling, she was able to best Professor X in psychic battle and warp reality. She single-handedly created the Age of X where David would be seen as a hero and placed herself as the mother of David. Mm. Interesting. Very my solo jester okay uh non-newtonian annie nurse good the origamist Ooh, the origamist okay <laughs> the origamist is a sumo wrestler and reality changer with space folding powers he is one of the most powerful sub personalities in legion's mind during the jailbreak inside legion's mind he attempted to overpower the origamist but initially failed Later, however, Legion manages to defeat him and use his powers. Hmm. Protozoan Porter. There's a lot of like weird name followed by a normal name. (laughs) Pucatus Jr.? What? Yeah. Uh, He is a small cherub-like demon which can vomit an acidic substance. David attempted to unsuccessfully capture him and use his powers to break free from Yamaguchi Kai Clan. So, okay, because Legion has all these personalities, he can use all of their mutant abilities? Or, I mean, yes, but also you could argue that they just take over the ability to use David to use their abilities. I and hmm. I don't know. I would guess maybe David can access those powers. I Yeah, I don't know if that's like a... You know, who's wearing the mask, Batman or Bruce Wayne thing, or if truly just David has access to these powers. Now, in the movie Split, wasn't that technically, like, comic booky character? Uh, I mean, it ended up being, yeah. Is that that pretty similar? Uh, This one seems more crazy. Seems like they kind of, the writers for Legion kind of had to kind of keep one-upping themselves. Mm -hmm. Hence, we have hundreds, potentially. Yeah, okay. I think uh, I think somebody says that he could potentially have thousands of personalities and powers within him, and apparently he can manifest more powers as he goes. So oh, wow. he's mentally unstable but extremely powerful. Skinsmith, Susan in Sunshine, Tommy Har, Tyrannix the Abominoid, <laughs> Wormhole Wodo. What is that? Uh, he can open wormholes across the galaxy. David used this power to summon the diaries to distract the X-Men, of course. Of course. 
Wounded Boy, Zari Zap, and Zero G Priestley. Like, like, like David Priestley? Was that his name? Who's David Priestley? Something Priestley. He was in 90210. Oh. Priestley. Presley. I wonder if that's like a little reference to him. Anyways, he can control gravity. David used his power to remove Magneto's helmet. There are other unnamed personalities. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I'm sorry, 10, 11, it? 12, 13, 14, just on this list. Mm, my gosh, we could be here all night. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, so uh, strength level. I thought this was really funny because I thought they're going to be like, oh, he's an Omega level. Right. Legion strength level. Legion possessed the normal human strength of a young man of his age, height, and build who engaged in no exercise for half his life, but thereafter began to engage in moderate regular exercise. <laughs> I think we had we were thinking different strengths because I thought, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's super powerful, but it's like, well, no, he, I mean, it's not like he lifts, bro. Uh, <laughs> weaknesses, uh, his dissociative identity disorder. He suffers from dissociative identity disorder, also known as multiple personality disorder, right, right, right. which was triggered after the death of his stepfather, his powers allowed him to hear and feel the thoughts of all the people killed around him. This led to the creation of the first three personalities with a distinctive psychic power. One was telekinetic, one was telepathic, one was pyrokinetic. This was later expanded to an unnamed number of personalities, possibly thousands, all with unique power. That is a lot to deal with. Yes. The poor guy. Yeah, he's a interesting character. I, again, I know... Only thing I really knew about him before watching the show mm-hmm. and uh, doing this minimal research, as we are wont to do, <laughs> uh, he showed up in the second X Men movie. X Men, to what was that one called? You look at me like X Men United, this. maybe mm. something like that. Yeah. Anyways, um, towards the end, um, it turns out there's a very powerful mutant that, um, oh, the big bad guy is holding on to, and it turns out to be. Legion. Mm. He's just like this little kind of weak dude um, in a chair, but he's incredibly powerful. Crazy. Yeah. So if you go back and watch X Men 2, your boy's in there. Wow. Being a little weirdo. So they're definitely, did they sign on for a season two of Legion? Legion There's then? three seasons. Yeah. And they've, they've oh, all okay. been released and the show is done. Oh, just three seasons and yeah. that's it. Okay. Like British, British TV. Yep. Probably even more than most British TV shows get. But. Uh, yeah, again, highly recommend. I, th- I think he's a super interesting uh, well, I feel like hero they could, slash villain. Yeah, they could take that and take a lot of different storylines with him. He I basically, mean, yeah, has has infinite powers. So, yeah. That's crazy. Seems like he he's kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card for any X-Men writer. Like, yeah. Uh, how are we going to have this happen? Like, I don't know. Legion Let's comes in? Let's bring Legion in. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. What is, uh, what's our boy doing? Our son's in the room. Okay. All right, guys, we are going to take a kid break. We will be right back. Welcome back. I'm not Garrett. I'm Carbax the trapezoid, and I, <laughs> I eat too many pastries and sleep a lot. <laughs> That's a weird name. Look at me. I'm Legion, baby. Love it. So I chose um, to watch the movie Possessed. It's a 1947 
hmm. movie. It got like 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. So oh, I thought wow. it was pretty cool. So this is kind of the, the description of the movie. So after collapsing, disoriented in a Los Angeles diner, Louise, played by Joan Crawford, recounts the events of her life to a psychiatrist. While working as a nurse for the wife of wealthy Dean Graham, she falls in love with the Graham's neighbor, David, who rejects her affection. Mm. Following the death of Dean's wife, Louise becomes the new Mrs. Graham, but her dangerous fixation on David continues. She grows increasingly unstable as her obsession leads to madness and violence. I've never heard of this. I hadn't either. Yeah, yeah I, I honestly just kind of like Googled movies about madness. Sure. Um, and uh, this one had come up and I thought, you know, it's a black and white film. And because we did the 31 day, uh, 31 horror movies in 31 mm-hmm. days, yeah. uh, that turned me on to black and white films. So I thought, you know, I'm going to try this one out because we, we did a couple black and white films. We I think. did Young Frankenstein, which, you know, obviously wasn't from oh, the black and white Oh, I guess Blackula wasn't. No, no. I guess maybe just older movies. But still, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, um yeah, I just thought that might be kind of a fun one to to watch, and it did not disappoint. Really, it has ninety one percent for good reason. I mean, you, you kind of just don't really know sometimes with like really older movies how the acting is going to be and if it's going to be kind of you know. Yeah, totally. I we I've got a friend that uh, I think he still feels this way, but like for a long time, uh, he just wouldn't watch anything like before nineteen ninety. Oh, really? Which I used to, you know, give him crap about because I was, you know, an annoying 20-something. But <laughs> I totally get it. Like, the they are two different languages. Like, mm-hmm. every era of film has a different pace, different cadence, different, you know, kind of a different voice. Uh, yeah, so going, watching some from 1947 is going to be just vastly different from watching, I mean, even a slower movie this day and age, you mm-hmm. know, they get stuff quicker. So it's, it's, I really enjoy going back and seeing that, uh, I don't do it often enough. I'll admit that I'm not like a, a huge cinephile, but every mm-hmm. once in a while when you, yeah, when you go back and you see something, it's like crazy. It's yeah. Revelation. And this one I feel like aged pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it still kind of had like Louise's character had moments of like, screaming very dramatically like yeah. they did back in the day where but it was very haunting like okay. it just it it made you like appreciate the film mm-hmm. and as opposed to like wow that's really annoying you know I, I feel like a big barrier for a lot of people is pace mm. in those older movies mm-hmm. do you think that the pace held up yeah oh yeah oh yeah because we watched uh i just remembered we watched psycho yeah in the 31 horror movies mm-hmm. yeah, that's right which, that one i think the pace holds up pretty well yeah. Um, and you think this one? This one actually, yeah, there's a, a few scenes where there there wasn't really a whole lot of buildup to it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like, for instance, there's a point where, you know, Mr. Graham proposes to Louise, but there wasn't any, like, ten, like you know, uh, chemistry between the two to mm-hmm. show, like, there might be an interest. It's just all of a sudden just him happened. saying, I'm very fond of you, and so I want to propose marriage. And she's like, I don't know, but okay, you know. Huh. Type of situation. Is this movie set in 1947 or is it set earlier? Do you know? I It seemed about the same era. Okay. Right yeah. On. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to kind of just tell you about the movie because yeah, I thought it please. was pretty fascinating. Um, let's see if my phone wants to work. Okay. So it basically starts out with Louise roaming the streets of Los Angeles. Okay. Um, she goes into a cafe and on her way to the cafe, she's asking random men if they're David. Like she's calling out to David. Huh. And then they're all like, no, my name's not David, you know. 
Uh, so she gets to a cafe, she orders coffee, um, and the she kind of doesn't really respond to the people there. So they're like, okay, well, something's kind of wrong with her. So they call um, like an ambulance, I guess, to come and take her okay. um, because they think that she might be a little nuts. Um, you would think eventually you'd get lucky and find one David. It's not like that's an right. uncommon name. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah, it's not like Theodore Percival the fifth or something. Right. It's David. There's David's it's all David. over David. Yeah. And she, she thought that one of the men was actually David. And she's like, David, I've been looking for you for, you know, for, for a long time. And he's, he's like, like, no, I'm David. I don't know who and you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they end up taking her to an insane asylum to get her checked out. And at this point, she's not really talking. Like, it just kind of shows her on the gurney and, in, you know, they put her in bed and she's got her eyes open and it kind of shows like, you know, nighttime comes, but she's not sleeping. And then the next day comes and the doctor comes in and tries to talk to her and she won't really talk and he says something like you know are you like tell me who david is because i think she ends up saying his name and uh she can't really get it out and he said you know is this something that you can't really feel like you can say but you want to and like shake your head yes if that's true and she shakes her head yes Hmm. so then he ends up giving her a shot that gives her the miraculous ability to just like talk normally again well, yeah, science. Right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, so she, then he starts asking her questions, you know, of like, who is she? Because they don't have any information on her. Um, what she, might have happened before this to get her to this type of psyche? And, and now that she's got that good juice inside her, she can, she she can, can spill the beans. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she basically says, like, she's in love with David. And so the whole movie is her kind of telling the doctor about um, her past. Okay. And so she's telling him the story about David and her whole mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love triangle. Hmm. Um, it's not really a love triangle, but uh, so she's it, she's talking about, um, so it flashes back to her and David in kind of a, a lake house of David's. Um, so she's confessing her love to him. And you can kind of tell that like, they had a relationship sort of, but he's kind of checked out. Yeah. Like he's like, you know, thanks for the great time, but it's time for me to leave, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he tells her like, he doesn't love her. He never did. And so she's like, I, I just don't know why you can't just like get there with me. And, you know, just a, a very much woman in love and obsessed with this man yeah. who, who doesn't feel the same way she does. Yep. Okay. So he's like, well, you know, you need to forget about me because I'm leaving. I'm going to Canada. And she asks him not to go. And it's kind of like where the, you know, those older movies where like the women are so infatuated with the guy that they kind of go back and forth of being like really angry with them and then apologizing. And yeah, you that's, know, like that's the, an old movie thing. Yeah. Like, so just there, go get out of here. And then he starts to leave. <laughs> I'm so like, sorry. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah. So For there's, sure. there's a lot of that happening in the movie, uh-huh. uh, which made me giggle. But um, so yeah, he's, he said he was going to leave to Canada and she, kind of freaks out and she's like just take me home so he they get in the boat and they go across the lake to her home which is she is a nurse um being the the ultimate caretaker of this woman pauline or mrs graham mm-hmm. uh, because she's very ill and so mr graham is also there and so she's kind of like a live-in nurse yeah, for them okay. okay and uh so she's you know very upset and then she's has this relationship with mrs graham and you can tell that Mrs. Graham might not all be there, mm. meant maybe mentally ill, 
Um, because she is thinking that like her husband, Mr. Graham, um, is very fond of Louise and that they have a thing on the side. And she's like yelling at Louise about this. And Louise is like, no, you know, there's nothing going on. And, uh, she comes out and Mr. Graham was like, um, you know, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. You know, she, she thinks that any new nurse that we bring in here, like I have a relationship with. So, you know, kind of setting it up that this woman just thinks that any new person coming in is going to try and take her husband. Right. Um, Oh, and then uh, one other thing, I guess Louise thought that David was leaving her because he loved another woman and that's why he was going to Canada. Okay. So she's kind of putting this story in her her head. Um, And David at the time was very just blunt with her. And he says, you know, if it was with a different woman, like I would just tell you that I don't love you. I love this other woman. Like he's very, open yeah, about the way he, he feels. seems like he's already out so <laughs> yeah. if anything like if you wanted to just hurt her to drive her away he'd probably say oh yeah totally right i got my canadian girlfriend she's totally real yeah, yeah. like he's being very upfront with her and mm-hmm. for something she's just very dramatic so mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um so of course you know um louise denies this to mrs graham about having this like love interest with her husband and um, later on, it cuts to that they find Mrs. Graham's body in the lake. Oh. So she ends up dying. And uh, the husband is thinking that she committed suicide. Okay. Because, like, yeah. the detective there um, is, you know, questioning the husband as to, you know, what do you think happened? And, you know, her slippers are found over here. And, like, Louise is there. And she's... Um, kind of there and thinking like oh I, I shouldn't have gone to the village I shouldn't have left her alone like they, they kind of thought that she did this on purpose because she just wasn't happy I guess yeah yeah okay um but later is actually named that it was an accidental death mm. later on um but Mr. Graham has a couple kids Wynn who is I don't know maybe eight or nine and then he has an older daughter Carol who's kind of like in college at the time or going to college, maybe. So, when is eight or nine, and then a college age child? Uh huh. How old are these people? Well, one person, one deceased person. I mean, they're probably in their fifties. Oh, okay. I was imagining a lot older. So, okay. No, yeah. Um, like I said, they they seem very young. Like Louise and Mr. Graham are kind of about the same age. Okay, so yeah, if she was senile, it would have been like super early onset. Yeah. Excuse me, dementia or something. So it was okay. Cool. Yeah, I think it was just painting the picture. Yeah. Got it. Um, so the kids come back in town and when they find out about their, their mom, Mm -hmm. um, and the oldest daughter, Carol confronts Louise Mm -hmm. after the whole trial of like determining, you know, if anybody was at fault for, um, Pauline's death. Yep. And she basically said, you know, my mom wrote me letters all the time and told me, you know, how my father felt about you and I just can't believe that you would like come and ruin my family. And she killed herself because of you. And, mm. um, you know, and Louise was denying it and just said, you know, there's a lot of things you don't know about your mother. This has been going on for a very long time. Um, so it just, there's like a rift or, uh, you know, um, I guess a rift between the yeah, two of them. Absolutely. So at this point in the movie, would you say that none of the women are likable or redeemable characters or they're all just kind of complex. They're just complex. Cause so far it seems like the guys are pretty even keeled and know what they want. And the women are just crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean right now I, I think like Carol seems kind of normal. 
because she's just going off of what her mother told her and she thinks that her mother was telling the truth. Yeah, that's that, you know? that's fair. She's just So she's like, I'm not, you know, potentially misinformed one side of the story. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm like okay. I'm not going to call you mother like if you're going to marry my dad Don't or whatever. Call her mother. Right. <laughs> not your mother, you're a grown woman. Um so she basically said that she's going to leave because I guess her dad came up and was just, you know, said to apologize to Louise and uh, she wouldn't. And she's said like, I just, no. I won't be in the same house as yeah. this woman, you know. I said, Megan, apologize. Um, no. <laughs> it's a Key and Peele reference. <laughs> Love so, it. Yeah. Um, so then after all of this goes down, Mr. Graham asks Louise to move with him and his son to Washington to kind of help look after his son. So he doesn't really need her there as a nurse, but just more as a nanny or okay. a live-in nanny, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I guess David kind of comes back around after they've moved to Washington and been there for a while um, because I guess he, he kind of works for Mr. Graham. Oh. Um, and so they've, known, they've had this relationship, like, uh, I don't know if it was a working relationship or just a friendship for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ended up working together on something. I don't know, something in the oil industry, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, so as he's there visiting, uh, Mr. Graham and talking about business, Louise is there and she's like, oh my God, like David's here. I can't, you know, can't believe this. And so you could do me a favor and not, and call him by his given name, David, David. Yeah, that would help. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Um, but so there's a point where like Mr. Graham goes to read a a bedtime story to win his son. Mm -hmm. And so Louise is able to talk to David one-on-one. And they have a pretty heated Sorry, conversation. Talk to who? David. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, they had a pretty heated conversation. I mean, it starts off very nice and, you know, her being like, oh, it's very nice to see you, yada, yada. Um, and then, of course, it, it flips the switch. And she, it was interesting because she's like, don't you want to give me a kiss? And he's like, well, no. no. <laughs> she's like, just give me a kiss even if you don't mean it. And so he's like, oh, okay. So he like, Louise, honey, he, honey, I know, baby, I know honey, you feel bad for her. sweetie girl. Cause she's so attached to him and she just wants any type of affection from him. Right. I, I'm pretty sure that nobody's ever written about this topic before, but you know, I feel like he's just not that into you <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm the first one to come up with that. So trademark, trademark TM. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so he, he ends up just giving her a peck on the lips, like a side kiss or something. Oh, no, David, no. And she was kind of like, oh, I didn't think that you were going to be like that loose with it. Like she thought he was going to give her a real kiss. Um, so, of course, that, that flips a switch and she starts calling him like selfish. And he kind of just laughs her off like, oh, you know, like here you are attached to me and I've told you like how I feel. Like mm-hmm. it's not my fault that you're still... Broad, in love with me, right? Broads are dames and dames is broads. <laughs> um, so that was super awkward and David ends up leaving and of course Louise is upset um, and she, I think Dean comes back into, or Mr. Graham is yeah. also Dean, uh, comes back into the room and all of a sudden she's like so upset and she's like, I, I just need to leave. I'm, I'm leaving and doesn't tell him why. Um, and so he's like, no, you know, I, I really don't want you to to go and this yeah. is where he says i'm very fond of you and uh, proposes marriage like right after this whole thing right mr senior graham poor yeah. favor no and i just don't know how long after his wife's death that they were married so it might have happened pretty quickly yeah because yeah, it's not uh, like the son was any older than he was at his mom's funeral so all right so now 
now I've got somebody to root against, Mr. Graham. Gross. I know, right? Gross shit, bro. Weird. Knock it off. Um, so she tells him that she's not sure. She's like, you know, I don't love you the way that you love me, sort of. Huh, weird. Weird how that works, <laughs> Louise. Um, but she ends up saying, you know, yes, I will marry you because I know that I can make you happy. Even though. So he, he like okay. goes in for a kiss and she turns away, you know, she's like, I'm just not just not there yet. It's like, well, yeah, because you have no relationship with this guy other than he is your employer. The forties, man, I don't know. And now he's trying to, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, Anybody who is alive in the 40s, write in. Tell us if that's how courtship worked, because that seems weird. I'll have to ask my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was. <laughs> um, Wait, no. 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 No, she would have been. I'm telling your grandma you said that. How old is she? She's like 79. Yeah, so she was. Oh 80 God, years ago. Math is bad. 65. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was probably. Well, she was probably just born in the 40s, like the late 40s. She was a courting baby. Yeah, so she she wasn't, you know, like living in the 40s. Yeah, yeah. Um, So then it cuts to the wedding and David arrives. And Louise yeah. asks Dean, like, you know, David comes late. He's, he tells the, the guy that opened the door for him, like, oh, I'm just here for the food and drink, you know, and then I'm going to be out of here. Sort David, of thing. dude. Like, he's, he's not like a great guy. You got to give her some space. <laughs> if she's got, if you truly want her to get over, you give her some space. Well, and it was interesting because when he went to congratulate the couple, he shook both of their hands, and then um, he left. And Louise looked at Dean. She's like, "I didn't. Did you invite him?" And he said, "No, I didn't. Did you?" And she's like, "No." But then she kind of had a look on her face, like she probably invited him, so she could like you know rub it in his face. I mean. So, so if you don't know a lot about us, we've been married for uh, just over 10 years now. Yeah. Dating since we were uh, 20. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had a little bit of dating experience before, but not a not a ton. Yeah, me either. This is blatantly like David is being super manipulative. Louise is as well to a fault. But I mean, I, I feel like this falls on David. Even if Louise invites you, don't go, dog. Like, well, and I wonder if he didn't know that Louise was the one to invite him. She like, but regardless, it, if he sees on the sure invitation, would be, sure would be bully if you came. Louise and Dean or Louise yeah. and Dean are getting married. Like, he should just not be just, there. Just don't. Just yeah. don't go there. Yeah. Right. Send a <clears throat> tasteful gift. Yeah. And stay the stay home. Because I guess her whole intention was that she invited him at the wedding because she thought that that would make him make want him jealous. Her. Yeah. And you see something that he can no longer have. And that, right. Yeah. So there's that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, so David, you know, congratulates him and then walks to the buffet and hell yeah, man after my own heart. He, he stumbles upon Carol, the daughter, and she's crying. You know, she's like in the mm. sitting on a bench in the middle of these Tears uh, planters. Of joy. She's so happy. She's so ready to call Louise mom. <laughs> Beautiful. And so he doesn't recognize her right away because uh-huh. I guess he knew her when she was younger and she recognized him. Oh. And uh, she's like, don't you remember me? I proposed to you when I was like 11. And then you said no. And then I kicked you in the shins. And he's like, Carol, you know. <laughs> David's um, out there breaking hearts. Yeah. Jeez, David. So you could tell that she's still kind of fond of David. Like she's a little Twitter-pated with him, mm-hmm, even though he's, mm-hmm. you know, 15 years older than she is. So hot. Um, so Carol kind of hits on him a little I, bit. I was That was a joke, by the way. Did you say that's so hot? It's yeah. <laughs> a total joke. Sorry. <laughs> well, she's of age. It's fine. Okay. She's well, like 20 uh, at this time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to step away okay. politely from <laughs> that topic. Um, but Louise sees them together. And I think Carol 
goes to do, or I think her dad needed her, her or something. And Louise tells David, you need to stay away from Carol, you know? And uh, he's like, you know, you can't really tell me what to do. Sorry, David tells Louise to stay away from Carol. No, 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 I'm sorry. Oh. Louise tells David to stay away from Carol. Got it, got it, got it. I probably just misheard. Okay. No, it's okay. Um, and he was kind of like, you know, you can't really tell me what to do. And she's not like, boss of me, Louise. She's like, do you want me to make a scene right now? If not, then you need to fucking leave. Megan, knock it off. <laughs> so I can so talk he to leaves. whoever I want. <laughs> um, but you can kind of tell like Carol and David get a little bit closer later mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Um, because Louise takes Carol to an opera, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. And Carol sees David there and she's like, David, you need to come sit with us, you know? And so he does. Mm-hmm. And Louise can't really take it. She keeps looking back at David and he kind of looks at her and she's like kind of freaking out in her mind a little bit. So she's like, I, you know, I have a headache, Carol, I'm leaving. You just stay and have fun. Um, <clears throat> Then she sees that David is dropping off Carol and she sees them walk into the house and you hear David say like, oh, we really fooled her. And they ended up like embracing and kissing. And so, of course, like Louise is like losing her shit. Right. Because She's like, oh, my God, they're together. Like this is breaking her apart. Mm. Um, But it ends up being all in her head. Mm. Like she sees this happening, but it didn't actually happen. Oh, Because then you see Carol coming in. And she just has her jacket off and David's not there and she goes upstairs and that makes sense. The whole, like we really fooled her line. That seems like, yeah, it's all about her. Right. And and mentally. So you kind of see like, she's starting to, um, imagine things Hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. Um, so she doesn't know why this is happening. So she actually goes to a doctor with, um, a different name. So the doctor's like, okay, Mrs. Smith, like, let's get you checked out. You said a doctor with a different name. She goes to a doctor with a different name. So, like, she doesn't tell him her real name. Okay. She gives the doctor a false name. Yes. Got it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'm back. Um, so, yeah, she's telling him that she's seen things that aren't real. So, he does a couple different tests. And one of them is, like, he puts a handkerchief in her hand, has her close her eyes. And he said, uh-huh. what does this feel like? And she's like, oh, it's soft, like, uh, whatever fabric. And then he takes the same handkerchief, puts it in her other hand. And he's like, this doesn't feel like the same thing, does it? And she's like, no. He said, well, what does it feel like? And she's like, I don't know. He's like, doesn't it kind of sound or feel like uh, sandpaper? She's like, yeah, it's it's sandpaper. And he said, open your eyes. She looks and she's like, well, that doesn't make sense, you know. And he called it something like she's severely suggestible or suggestionable or something. seems to be the case. So he tells her that she's basically, or no, she assumes that she's schizophrenic. Like she brings it up to the doctor. Like, are you telling me that I'm schizophrenic? And he says, well, I wouldn't use those words, but yeah. (laughs) Um, What would you, what words would you use doctor? I don't know. Trying to sugarcoat (laughs) it in some way. I have no idea. So she kind of freaks out and just leaves. Um, And she tells. um, Is that how every scene ends in this movie? Louise kind of freaks out and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you know, she's working on her inner demons, I yeah, guess, yeah. you know, um, but she ends up telling Dean that she, um, sh- that she's, she's having issues and that she doesn't feel like herself and that she wants to leave him. And okay. he's like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to just let you leave. We're going to figure this out together. 
And she is like crying and she is admitting to him that she helped Pauline kill herself because Pauline wanted to go down to the dock. And so she let her go there. And she's like, and then, you know, um, what was it? Something about, oh, she was standing there with her and Pauline got really close to the edge and she just like jumped in and killed herself. So she thought that she was partly responsible because she brought her down there, which normally she wouldn't have been able to do on her own, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's like, no, that's not the way it happened. You weren't even around when this happened. And she's like, well, what are you talking about? He said, you were in the village. I took Pauline to, um, the dock and she had asked to grab for me to grab her sweater. And when I came back, she was gone Okay. in the lake. Um, so he's like, you know, you're not leaving me. And he said, we're going to go back and spend the weekend at the lake house and just try and, you know, get through all of this stuff together. That's a great place to go, you know, where the trauma happened. And I, just that's kinda, what I was thinking, just too. Just kind of hang out. Right? Like, just face your demons, yeah. you know. Um, so they get there, and she goes up to... She goes in the house by herself, because I think Dean's called away um, by one of the, the guys that's taking care of the house. Mm-hmm. And she hears the bell that normally comes from Mrs. Graham's room yeah. in the kitchen. So she's like, oh, my God, you know. And she thinks that she's... So she, she goes up and you just hear her screaming bloody murder, right? Oh. Um, Dean hears this, comes running up the stairs and she's in the corner and she's telling Dean, I can see Pauline. She's telling me to go kill myself in the lake. Huh? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's, there's nothing there. And she's like, she's right there. She's looking at me and she's talking to her like she's real, right? Um, and so she's breaking down and Dean ends up like turning on the light and saying, see, there's nobody there. And she's like, she didn't she turn was, on the light. No, it was like all in the dark. Yeah. Okay. Um, Not how I would have gone about it, but I, I know, mean, right? me and Louise are two different <laughs> people, <laughs> apparently. Um, so he's like, see, there's nobody there. And she's like, she was just here. I don't understand. And um, so somehow they get into a conversation and he makes her feel better about the situation um, that she's maybe not crazy, but that she's just thinking these things because she feels like guilty or something. I don't know. And again, she's not the boss of you. If she tells you to kill yourself, just don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then all of a sudden, you know, they feel better. She's happy. And so he takes her back to their house. They leave the lake house. Mm -hmm. And she was like, we need to like keep this energy going. Like, let's go out. And so they they go dancing yeah. and it just shows them they're having a great time. They're laughing. They're dancing the night away. I'm surprised um, they didn't go to the site where like her dad left her when she was a child. Let's, let's go hang out there. Right. Let's hang out <laughs> some other places where deep disturbing trauma occurred. Right. Yeah. Um, so in the midst, midst of this happiness, uh-huh. um, Carol's there with David. Carol comes up to David because I guess she invited him out and they have this little conversation up at the, the bar. Um, and you can kind of tell they're starting to date. Do they right? all live on an island that's like I one square so. mile? Probably. It, apparently you can't go anywhere without running into a Carol and a David. I know. Yeah. And then Carol ends up seeing, you know, Louise and her dad. And she's like, oh, let's go over and say hi. So then they get together and uh, Carol kind of at the table kind of paints this picture and is talking to the both of them about like, Oh, David is, you know, he used to play piano, but he'd be a lot. He uh, just re- recollecting old memories between the two of them. Yeah. Um, and kind of like creating little like digs at David, I guess. 
I don't know. I don't know what she was doing. I think she just kind of like felt better kind of trying Ms. to put him in his place, I guess. Carol is doing this. I'm sorry. No, Louise. Louise is. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Come on, Louise. Grow up. So it's super awkward dinner conversation. Um, and then it kind of cuts to, let's see. So Carol gets home um, after that night. Louise and, da- and Dean are already there. And I think Carol comes in and asks Louise for something. Uh-huh. And Louise has said, like, come sit down. Like, let's chat. And she basically tells Carol that David lies, that he's a liar. She shouldn't be with him. Um, she's like, you know, he's just using you to get to me. He's in love with me. Like, don't, you know, be anywhere near him. And she's like, I don't think I believe you. I'm going to talk to David about this. And I'm going to say something controversial. I don't think Carol's here for the right reasons. Right. (laughs) I think the D, uh, no, not Not Uh, Uh, David. I think David, the bachelor should go and be with somebody else. I, right that's just kind of yeah. awkward like you're dating your buddy's and younger then, daughter yeah, and then chris hansen comes in or whoever hosts the bachelor harrison chris harrison yeah chris hansen was the one that was trying to find predators oh yeah oh that's way different remember that show to yes. catch predator yeah yeah crazy they should merge those two shows bachelor that's and to catch predator awkward why don't you come why don't you come <laughs> have a seat why don't you come sit down gross um so Carol ends up leaving and then I guess it kind of insinuates that Louise had this t- same conversation with Dean saying that, you know, David had bad intentions or whatever. Um, Dean later confronts Louise and says, you know, I talked to both of them. Why did you lie to me? And I guess all that afternoon she was crying up in her room, I guess. Hmm. And uh, she's like, well, because I wanted to, I wanted to lie. And that's why. Um, I'm a I'm a sloppy bitch that loves drama. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then you know he tells her like, hey, listen, I tracked down a doctor. He's coming to dinner tonight. I would love to have you talk to him. Um, <clears throat> and so she's like resisting at first. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to have some doctor tell me Clearly. that I am right. Yeah. And then the conversation goes to her basically accepting it and says, okay, you know, I just want to do anything to make you happy. So I'll sit down with the doctor and talk to him. Mm. Um, she's like, just let me rest before dinner. And he says, okay, he leaves. And then she grabs, she changes and she sneaks out, um, to go confront David. So she ends up getting to David's place and it shows him he's actually packing and she sees this and she walks in and she's like, where are you going? I see that you're packing again. And he says, well, you know, Carol and I are going to get married tonight. And, go off and have their life he says you know she loves me i love her and louise kind of loses it Mm. she pulls a gun Mm. on him and says i told you you can't leave me like the whole thing was like even though you don't love me you will never leave me and like she's basically gonna find a way to always be in his life wow um ends up shooting him and kills him and then it cuts back to her in this the um asylum and Dean gets notified that she's there. And so he comes to visit and talks to the doctor. And the doctor basically says, like, you know, your your wife is going through something very painful um, mentally. Mm-hmm. And so we're here mm-hmm. tr- to help her figure this out. But she is very curable. But you just need to be there with her to go through these painful steps with her. Um, and it's going to be very hard. But you know, she's going to need you here to, to help guide her along the way. Yeah. Um, and that's 
kind of where they they left it was that she's going to get the help and uh he had asked the doctor like you know I'm sure you heard about the trial and he says you know yes we will deal with the trial when that comes up but we're really going to need your help to kind of basically get her back to normal Hmm. um but yeah it was a really good movie and I I mean if you like those old movies this one I really really enjoyed and so I definitely think that you should give it a go that sounds super interesting. Yeah. And it sounds like the, if you wanted to go on, say, The Bachelor mm-hmm. and be like the the villain in the whole crew of girls, just watch this movie and be a Louise. Right. Be a total Louise. Just cause drama where <laughs> drama doesn't need to be. Maybe that's where The the Bachelor got the idea. Maybe. The producers. Like, yeah. Let's just get them drunk so they get so right. dramatic. <laughs> right. Exactly. Over the littlest things. Yeah. Yeah. That's super interesting. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Yeah. So I, I highly recommend it. But That's awesome. Yeah, that's all I got for you. And what a what a deep pull too. Possessed. I'm like I said, I've never I heard of it. It may be something that's really well known in like I don't know if it's Criterion or what, but maybe it's super popular and I've just never heard of it. But uh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I had never heard of it. And I, I thought usually with like the title Possessed, you think possessed by demons I or was things thinking, like that. Yeah, very supernatural, but it she seems to just be possessed by the idea of being with David. Yeah. Yeah. And wants to do anything that she can to be with him. It, it's I guess. taking all of her. It's consuming her. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's another way of using the word possessed. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. But well, and uh, she thinks of David as a possession, I guess. Yeah. There's a couple huh? ways. That's yeah. really. Yeah. Good point. That's fantastic. Yeah. Very cool. Very so, nice. uh, yeah, but that, that's all I got for you. So, um, We are going to take a quick kid break, and we will be right back. So we are back, and this was the first episode of March Madness, which I was very excited for. And uh, yeah, so thanks for listening to our our stories, and we'll kind of cut it here. If you don't want to listen to us talk about WandaVision, the very last episode. Yeah, we watched the... uh I don't. I assume series finale. Yes. I don't think they're going to do a Wandavision part two. I th- I think they kind of told the story, and mm-hmm. now they're leading those characters into uh, other MCU. We'll get into it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh. You know, with this uh, kind of updated format we're doing, uh, we'll just surprise you guys next week with uh, yeah, what other madness related pieces of entertainment we're going to be talking about. Yeah. So uh, as always, like Amber said, thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world to us that Mm -hmm. you, you know, hang out with us for an hour and a half each week. Um, Oh, and Amber just started up a Twitter account for us. We did. Yes. Yes. uh, I'm just assuming like at life well spent or Uh, life well spent with Garrett and Amber. Amber. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) if you can track us down on Twitter, because apparently I don't, I don't remember the address, please follow (laughs) us. Uh, we just figure, you know, uh, Twitter is going to be a little easier for people to engage with us if mm-hmm. you'd like, uh, just because people can, you know, shoot us a DM or reply to something real quick. Thought it might be a little more conducive to conversation. Um, but if uh, if you're a grandpa and you like email, you can uh, email us at lifewellspent@yahoo.com. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're also on Instagram at life underscore well underscore spent underscore. Yes. Yes. Uh, so please uh, engage with us. Engage with us there. We want to hear you guys' feedback, positive, negative, constructive. 
Whatever you got. Yeah. If you want to tell us what you had for lunch, we'd love to hear it. So, all right. Well, thank you guys so much. Have a fantastic week. And we're going to fight about this later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. Let's get into WandaVision. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of my favorite pieces of like kind of MCU media so far. I think Definitely. it was just so such a unique, interesting story mm-hmm. and i love the way they left it because i mean wanda did some really bad shit like she controlled people's minds and but it was unknowingly i mean well she, she knew that she was controlling them yeah she thought she put him in kind of a, a state of peace when they're Tranquility, in it yeah but we kind of talked about this that's still not good no not at all like taking influencing somebody not allowing them to do what they want to without their permission right no matter if you know you think you're making them feel good or not is is you know what's interesting Mm -hmm. so she made the twins appear and they weren't real she made vision appear and he wasn't real right couldn't she have technically done that with the townsfolk what do you mean oh you mean like created townsfolk that weren't necessarily real as opposed to just taking over the people that were already there she yeah she could have I, I wonder if that would have taken too much of her, like, magical bandwidth. Oops, sorry. I don't know. Maybe. And, I mean, just, I, I mean, you talked about her not meaning to cause anybody harm. Mm-hmm. But also it appears that she just didn't mean to create this hex True. dome at all. So yeah. I think it just kind of happened. And she thought, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'll just kind of, I'll go with it. Mm-hmm. And. Gotta let the dog in. Hold okay. on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I really like. uh so, I mean, of course, end of this show, uh, Wanda is now kind of secluded, kind of doing her own thing. She's learning about her powers as the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Which we talked a little bit about last episode. I, I don't know if the Scarlet Witch in the comics is like a uh, a designation or like a title. Mm-hmm. I just assumed it was just her superhero name, which could be. Yeah. But uh, now I'm kind of curious to look back through the comics to see if... She is not just the Scarlet Witch, but like the Scarlet Witch. Oh, you know? maybe. Um, like that's, again, a, a title that's maybe like the Sorcerer Supreme. Doctor Strange is not the first Sorcerer Supreme. That's a title that you earn oh, okay. becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. So I wonder if the Scarlet Witch is similar. Maybe. Yeah, I wonder. Um, love the way that uh, Vision left off, though, because, of course, it was super sad. Right. That, uh, well, thought her kids were gone, but... The uh, the final, I believe it was like the final post credit scene when mm-hmm. Wanda's studying the that tome that says she'll destroy the world. Yeah, she heard one of her sons calling for her, which was probably Wiccan, the the boy with the magical powers, not the boy with the speed powers, just because that does make sense. He's more connected to that magical universe. But you know, it's interesting. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if I talked about this earlier. So, uh, what was the book called? You just said I don't remember now. The I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but the, the magical book that she starts learning all about her powers and uh-huh, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, there was a, a scene in uh, maybe uh, Doctor Strange where he, you know, where they have like all the books chained up yeah. on the wall or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's in there with the other guy. I don't know. Um, talking about this specific book. But then in the background, you see one of the books are missing. You think it was that book? Possibly. I thought that was the book that... The 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 bad the big bad guy, in that movie stole. I don't hmm. remember. We're gonna have to watch Doctor Strange again. Yeah, 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so vision, I mean, of course he, the vision that Wanda created mm-hmm. was dissipated, destroyed, but with him being a, a synthesoid, I believe that's there. That's the MCU's word. Mm-hmm. Uh, him uploading basically his consciousness into the white vision. Mm-hmm. So we still got vision out there, which yeah. I'm stoked as hell about because Paul Bettany is the best. Like he's been so great as vision. So I would love to see the vision come back. Maybe if they do a young Avengers film leading the young Avengers, I mean, if he was doing his own thing, of course, like I think vision's just a, a huge well of potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a buddy of mine was telling me um, the storyline parts of it, at least kind of match up with one of the earlier comic book storylines he read when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would defer to him or anybody else that knew more about vision storylines. Cause the only one I'm really familiar with is uh, there's a vision storyline where vision has a wife and two kids and they live in like a suburb. So kind of like this, but it's interesting just a vision and his family and the kind of wonky shit that goes on there. Right. And uh vision's daughter is kind of still part of a superhero team, uh, the champions. Oh, and that's got miles Morales as Spider-Man, uh, Miss Marvel, excuse me. Um, Oh, geez, this cocky little guy. Uh, it's not canon. Well, it's, uh, shit, I'm not going to be able to remember his name. But apparently she uh, exploded in a big accident, but she is actually still alive. And granted, take, I read all my comics on uh, Marvel's Unlimited app. Mm-hmm. So all of my knowledge is six months old. So if you're out there, you're reading the champions and all this sounds super old. It's because it is. Because <laughs> I you know, pay for the Marvel Unlimited app. That's how I'm going to read my comics. Yeah. Um, uh, Viv, Viv Vision is his daughter. She, oh, okay. She's really great. I That's like her. Name. Yeah. Um, it's basically Vision, but you know, a teenage girl not understanding at all how society works, and it's fun. I think interesting. That's, that's really interesting to kind of play with that dynamic. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I have no idea what I was talking about. White Vision. White, I'm yeah, yeah. Excited to see how they use them. They set up so many good meaty story beats in Mm -hmm. this show which i really like i kind of wanted something more impactful in the mcu but then again maybe something hugely impactful happened in this show and we just need to see it like unfold somewhere yeah like happen in the doctor strange movie or yeah uh from what i'd heard uh we'll actually see reverberations of this in uh spider-man's next film spider-man can't go home I think so. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, w- I mean, I'm sure we will see reverberations. I just wanted to see that a little more immediately. Mm-hmm. But, again, we got we got some hunky-chunky, you know, <laughs> like uh, Monica Rambo. Yeah. She's now being called up into space. Yeah. And That'll I, be interesting yeah, to we see haven't, what happens. Yeah, I haven't seen anything with S.W.O.R.D. besides, you know, the, the leader uh, on Earth being a jerk. Right. And getting arrested. Mm-hmm. So now hopefully Monica, I don't know, like, will she team up with Captain Marvel up in space? Will she head up her own team? Uh, I know Captain Marvel was leading Alpha Flight for a while. Maybe Monica can, oh man, if they introduce Alpha Flight. What is Alpha Flight? Alpha Flight uh, is a Canadian superhero team. Okay. Uh, They've got a big kind of Yeti looking dude, Mm -hmm. uh, a basic white guy. um, But they've also got this little dude named Puck. 
mm-hmm. and he's like super dense. So he'll like run into people and, you know, hit him real hard. Oh, that's um, cool. They're, they're kind of a fun B team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's fair. I don't think anybody's like, oh, you know, my favorite Marvel team, Alpha <laughs> Flight. Uh, but I mean, look at what they did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody was talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true. When it came out and they made yeah. it cool as hell. So mm-hmm. I think that if, especially if they want to continue with more of the cosmic stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, not necessarily Alpha Flight, but if Monica Rambo did lead that team or something like that, or I mean, maybe she'll interact with Guardians and the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming in oh, yeah. two to three years. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, or maybe a whole. I don't know. Uh, I know that Marvel is pretty good about releasing their like film timeline years mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah, and so I'm sure that they wouldn't. Well, I don't know. I I don't I don't keep too good a track of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially with COVID, like everything got pushed back anyways and delayed. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll be I'll be super curious to see where they where they get Monica Rambo involved. Mm-hmm. And I do not remember her superhero name. Yeah. Well, and they didn't really say anything about it. No. In the show, so. No, they didn't. Yeah. I mean, shit, we just got Scarlet Witch's superhero name. Right. She's been in the MCU for six years. Mm-hmm. Eight years, something like so that. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I am still excited for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But is, I, is that next Friday or what day does that I, start? Yeah, if it should be the twelfth. Oh so, yeah. yeah, Friday. Yeah, uh, so I am still excited about it. I think I, I'm gonna need to like really lower my expectations mm, because really? yeah, because WandaVision made such a unique impression. Yeah. And this one, I think, will be kind of more straight down the middle, mm-hmm. Marvel ass Marvel stuff, and that's not bad. Like they can do it really well, like they did in. Uh, you know, two of the three uh, Captain America movies. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, Civil War had its issues, but I think for the most part, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War were really, really pretty solid uh, Marvel movies. Yeah, I think by... um, Well, and I don't know if they ever plan it this way. So usually, like with WandaVision being that... That's the, the first series that comes out. You would hope that because that made such an impact on everybody mm-hmm. because it is such a really great show that the uh the uh what's this one called again falcon falcon winter soldier yeah yeah that this one's gonna be even greater than wandavision you, you and not have hope. to try and live up to the hype of one i don't know yeah i mean it's been in the can for so long that it's not like they are able to go back and really make any changes when wanda vision i believe got really solid critical reviews and praise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, it's going to be its own piece of media. It's going to stand on its own legs. They're not going to try and do what WandaVision does. But yeah, it, clearly with WandaVision, they're putting a lot of money and energy and love into these episodic, you mm-hmm. know, TV shows. Uh, so I mean, I think it's still going to be good. Yeah. I just love WandaVision so much that I think in my mind it's going to be hard to like be just as good or top it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. Hopefully I'll be pleasantly surprised. Yes. And Agatha Harkness lived. I, she did. Yes. I yeah. hope she snaps out of that mind thingy <laughs> and we get more Agatha Harkness down the road. She did a great job. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
I, I can never cool remember character. the actor's name. And I totally forgot that she was in uh, Spider-Man. Um, she, she was into in the Spider-Verse. She was? Yeah, she was uh, the female Doc Ock. Remember huh. Spider-Man into the, into the Spider-Verse yeah. was the animated one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she voices the uh, like Doc Ock character. And cool. She was great in that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think... I think Marvel kind of knows that she's just the best. So they're yeah. going to keep using her. Knock, I would knock on wood, but that's poor audio <laughs> quality, I think. Um, uh, we didn't really get anything from Kat Denning's character. All she did was run a ice cream van into... She helped to get Leader of Sword arrested, but right. we didn't get anything from her or uh, FBI agent Lee. Was that his name? That sounds right. Yeah, I think so. Which I really liked their characters in this show. I think they expanded mm-hmm. upon them a little bit. I know they're making another Ant-Man, so hopefully... Oh. Um, or maybe it was Yang. Anyways, mm. um, I hope that uh, that character comes back because he's the actor. He's fun. Of course, Randall Park. Randall Park is so delightful. Mm-hmm. Just brings a nice breath of fresh air to to characters like this yeah definitely yeah some levity but not like not stupid levity like mm-hmm. i just i think he's just such a smart comedic mind right that he knows how to you know keep it light but not detract from any serious moments and um part of that's the writing i'm sure but he's well and who knows with the new uh ant-man movie maybe they'll bring in kat dennings because she'll like partner up with them or something yeah keep kat dennings coming in because th- yeah i really like her yeah yeah, she, uh, her character's grown quite a bit from the first two Marvel or the first two Thor movies. Mm-hmm. I think she actually brings more weight in her in her performance this time. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm sure that's the writing, and they they did they did her justice. But of course, she was still, you know, lovable and funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This this show just blew me away. Yeah. I was I didn't know what to expect. I thought I would definitely. I thought I would like the the show. Yeah. But it, this just like exceeded all my expectations. Yeah, it's getting me excited for the Doctor Strange movie because yeah. there's reports that that one's supposed to be closer to a horror movie, which I, I still don't think Marvel is going to go like... Super hard into Yeah, it. they're not going to go for a quote-unquote horror movie. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully they like dig deep into horror. That would mm-hmm. be awesome. Yeah. But after watching Legion, there's quite a bit of horror, horror-inspired moments, some really scary stuff in there. Mm-hmm. That was Fox and FX, but hopefully that shows, you know, Disney and Marvel that they can they can do proper horror. Yeah. And it's not going to drive people away. You know, like New Mutants, I think, uh, I don't know if it was Fox or after Disney acquired that film, if the, who did more meddling. But my understanding is the, creator, the, the director and writer of that movie, they wanted to make it hard horror. Well, I almost think, too, that like, they have to aim i mean we all grew up with all of these characters yeah i feel like so if anything they're playing it smart by making it more horror and like adult version sort of yeah because that's where they're the generation that grew up with them are now yeah yeah absolutely i think the yeah i think they my hope is i don't know producers are fucking cowards like they don't want to lose any money mm-hmm. um but hopefully they know that they can really spread their wings and do something different mm-hmm. and it'll be okay. Like they did with, uh, Oh my God. 
Guardians of the Galaxy. That was mm-hmm. totally different from what they'd been doing. And it was oh, a yeah. home run. And uh, Doctor Strange with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Black Panther. Um, you know, and all those movies have their issues too. I'm not saying they're all like home run works of art. But it just shows them continuing to stretch and do weirder things. And I hope they keep pushing with that. Whenever the Blade movie comes out, I hope that's dark and scary as hell. I mm-hmm. think... I thought that maybe, uh, oh, Disney Plus, I think they're going to have a section for adult Marvel films, like when the new Deadpool is released, like when Blade is released. So hopefully they really lean into that and they make some uh, uh, some R-rated stuff, uh, you know, some, some stuff for straight up adults. Because as well, you should have stuff for the kids. I think the Ant-Man series are great family movies. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Iron Man, kind of mm-hmm. similar, but... Uh, I think Black Panther, if they wanted to kind of, I mean, granted that they could, they could uh, look into some, some great more societal issues. Yeah. I know that's what a lot of Black Panther comics have done. They look at Wakanda and, you know, it's this idyllic place, Mm -hmm. but of course they didn't get involved in a bunch of conflicts where, you know, black, they're brothers and sisters were dying around the world and um there's i think some comics look into maybe kind of a uh class system or caste system in that society that's that's unfair um so yeah that one's ripe for more kind of social introspection Mm -hmm. but i think there's i mean there's going to be tons of stuff that's going to be great for families that marvel can do so like just do some really good family stuff and then get like some nasty shit, some real hard <laughs> R stuff. Not too hard. I mean, let's not like we don't need Marvel's interpretation of uh, uh, taxi driver. What is that? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, we don't need anything. You know, we don't need Requiem for a dream. But right. but instead it's She-Hulk. Like we don't need that. <laughs> shit. Like just, you know, give us some hard horror mm-hmm. uh I'm looking forward to that. So. Yeah. Very yep. cool. Yeah. Marvel is fun when they go weird, trippy. And out of the box. You know? Yes. Yeah. But they also do great Captain America spy stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll uh, we'll bring you our take. Uh, whatever take. It's not like we're full of hot takes our or opinions anything. opinions. Yeah. Yeah. What we liked or didn't like about the first episode of mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, um, if anybody watches the show Hot Ones, um, Anthony Mackie. I believe that's his name. The actor that plays Falcon. Oh, he was yeah. on the most recent episode. Excellent. Pretty good. Excellent. Nice. He does not handle heat well, <laughs> but, uh, so entertaining. Then. Yeah. He, I believe he lives in New Orleans, uh, mm-hmm. and is a, might be a licensed contractor or something to that effect when he's not doing movies. Oh, cool. Uh, so he's a really interesting guy. I think he's kind of one of the more down to earth actors probably nice. like I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Um, he talks about fishing in between like takes if there's <laughs> bodies of water around. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Love it. super interesting. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're going a little long this episode, but uh, again, if you're with us, mm-hmm. appreciate you being here and you gotta let us know what you thought of WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, text us if you, <laughs> if you got our number. Uh, Cause yeah, we, I think the show is pretty popular, but uh, I've got like one friend that I've been talking to about it. So we want more conversation, more Absolutely. conversation always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But awesome. Well, thank you again, guys. Have an incredible week. Really appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't be a Richard. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you.